Hello and welcome to another edition of the Forks Down Podcast. Your one-stop shop for anything and everything surrounding the Seattle Mariners baseball team. My name is Rick Clark, and with me, as always, the man who introduced me to Pizza Perfection's garlic butter, Bo Chisholm. Bo, how's it going today? Man, it's going well. Um, what an introduction. The the superior way to eat pizza is with garlic butter. So um, anyways, it is going awesome. I'm off work today. I've been off work the last couple of days. I'm feeling refreshed, feeling uh, ready to talk some Mariners baseball even though there hasn't been a whole lot of notes over these last couple of weeks, but um, looking forward to it, man. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, we're shooting this real early, so you're catching me as I wake up. Um, yeah, I, I wake up late, but uh, that means I stay up late as well. But I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We had a good Christmas. Um, you know, went back to work, had a good New Year's, and so uh, we're ready to get this show on the road and and get back into you know our podcast because we haven't done it in a couple weeks looking forward to it no and i was gonna say um as uh my son woke me up at like five o'clock today so i've already lived five lives this morning so um we've kind of got two different uh two different things going on here but um no man 100 percent looking forward to it and i know that there hasn't been a lot of moves on like the the mariner front right but some things happen in the baseball side and, um, you know, especially one big story that seems kind of befuddling, but, uh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's dive yeah. into it. Yeah. You know, before we get into that, Hey, I just want to thank everyone for coming back, taking your time, listening to us. Um, you know, we're, uh, about 11 podcast in now, I think is the count, uh, number 10, you know, thank you guys for listening to that one. Cause, uh, Bo and I wanted to try to switch it up listen, you know, do a little trivia and, uh, you know, see what you guys thought of that. So, um, you know, if you listen to that coming back this week, thank you for returning. If you're a first time listener, thank you for choosing Forks Down podcast. And hopefully, you know, we, we get you to return. Um, if you haven't already hit up our social medias, I got to plug those on Facebook, on Instagram, just search Forks Down podcast. Um, you know, we'll post every week when we got new episodes coming out and you can also hit like or subscribe on your podcast listening app, whether that be, uh, Apple podcast, anchor, Spotify, Amazon music, and you'll get notified when we drop new episodes. So, you know, with that, let's, let's switch back to what we were talking about, Bo. Um, I, I, I gotta, I gotta start with Carlos Correa. I, I just can't not did it just happen once. You know, the team going, oh, I don't know if we want him after taking the physical. It happened twice in the span of like 72 hours. And it just, it boggles my mind why not just one team, but two teams would fall for that. Yeah, it's, um, it's a, it's a saga, right? That's what I'm, that's what I'm defining it as. It's a, um, it's a story of. I mean, God knows what's going on with it. it's apparently supposedly the ankle, right? And um, mm-hmm. I mean, you took you were you were physical, and you know, I mean, you were in physical training for a little bit, right? But like, apparently, it's something to do with the ankle. The Giants found out about it mm-hmm. or saw something in it, something that occurred to you know, but prior to his major league baseball experience, something that happened in the minors. Um, and yeah. the Giants ended up backing out. Um, 
Mets immediately get involved. And then um, supposedly the Mets also saw the same thing in the physical, which it confuses me why, like why the Mets immediately jumped in. Right. I guess. And maybe, I guess maybe Steve Cohen really, really likes um, Carlos Correa that much. And he might get in trouble a little bit for saying like, Oh, Carlos is a Met. And now the Mets are kind of in limbo with the deal. Right. But um, it's super, it's super interesting. Cause it's just like, seems like these are the only two teams carlos is now like in super suspect super skeptical about what he's even going to be in the future and um Mm -hmm. like uh if the mets back out right if the mets don't want a part of it anymore carlos is is going to be challenged man carlos is going to be in a in an odd odd spot of where he goes from there but again like this comes back to like a, a good reason why the mariners i guess stayed out of free agency in a way right it's like they can stay away from some of this like drama i guess but um mm-hmm. i don't know i ultimately think he probably gets some sort of like shorter term deal right for more more average annual value but i don't know he also doesn't sound like he wants to do that yeah yeah i wonder how much of that i think he's a scar a scott boris client right yeah like that's that's who his agent is you know i i wonder if you know that's the reason he's not going to take a shorter term deal Honestly, like I, I get why you want to get locked up, but like I I felt like his twins deal last year was, you know, pretty significant. You know, he made what thirty million dollars and had an opt out. Right. You know, so like I, I don't know why he would want I mean, I know why you want a longer term deal. You wanna make sure you get paid, but I he he just scared teams off. Like it's not gonna happen anymore. So I'm I'm real interested to see how this uh Korea saga ends because you know something's got to give one side or the other's got to give yeah and it so. makes me wonder thinking back to like um i think everybody was kind of questioning like at the time right why the astros just kind of let carlos correa go more or less right like um mm-hmm. yeah they had some money to spend and Carlos Correa was like, you know, a number one pick for them. Right. In 2012. Right. Yeah. Um, kind of, then they just, they just, they just simply let, let Carlos go. Right. And he had a pretty good season in 2021. Right. Um, and then they just mm-hmm. kind of let him walk and it was kind of odd. Why everybody said like, why don't we, you know, you can say like, Oh, we had Jeremy Pena and all that, but they didn't know what Jeremy Pena was going to be at the time. Right. Um, yeah, he could, he could have, you know, he could have trended the other way. I mean, he had a pretty decent season last season, but he certainly could have uh, flamed out and they'd have a problem. At short exactly. Time, so. And now it, yeah, it just makes me wonder if the Astros knew something, I guess that's all I'm saying is if the Astros knew that the ankle was, was worse or they knew that was going to be an issue down the line. And then that's the reason why they just let him go. I mean, that's all speculation, right? But I feel like it's all speculation. What's going to happen with him, what happened to him, what the ankle is until we get definitive answers there. I mean, that, that could have been the reason he got the deal he did from the twins last season. You know, I expected him to sign a seven, eight year deal last year and it never happened. So maybe this is just an ongoing thing and, you know, you're not going to get anything by the, the physical at that point. So, yeah. yeah. The uh, the other one I, I know you wanted to talk about, at least uh, for a minute, maybe maybe a minute's too long to warrant a conversation about this guy, but uh, 
Trevor Bauer got reinstated. I mean, uh, what 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 are you feeling there, Bill? Um, I feel indifferent. I uh, I mean, I don't really. I mean, we don't really know what Trevor Bauer is going to be, right? Like he, I mean, he did sign that big, nice deal with the Dodgers at the time that was appearing to be voided, right? Um, so a little bit of a big loss for the Dodgers there value-wise, right? But um, yeah, I mean, everybody makes, everybody wonders what the 2020 season was, right? And that was, you know, the only time that Trevor Bauer not the only time but like that was when he won the Cy Young award and you can say whatever you want about the 60 games etc there um but I mean other than that Trevor Bauer's been an all-star only once right throughout his career he had a really good 2018 and that's been about it Mm -hmm. right like um I think we give Trevor Bauer a lot more airtime than he probably needs right because like I he's yes he's a very good pitcher when he's on he's on when he's on he's you know I think probably one of the top 10 pitchers in baseball something like that um but uh yeah i don't know i mean the mariners i don't think are gonna have any interest right if he gets i mean if and when he gets released i don't really see any reason why they would do that um uh, you know starting pitching i know that i think they talked to kodai Kodai singa at one point but um we haven't seen any interest whatsoever in starting pitching so it doesn't really make much sense to me now i would add that um I mean, I know we're going to walk through our power rankings today and the teams that we're looking at, right? But um, I got to be honest with you. I think the team like the Texas Rangers probably could be interested in Trevor Bauer in some point, right? Like, um, But where do, where do they put them? That, I, I was looking at the Rangers for the exercise yeah. we're doing today. And, and Martin Perez, who was their one all-star pitcher, their best pitcher last season, is sitting at number yeah. five in their rotation, you know, projected, you know, obviously projections don't mean much and he could slot anywhere from two for two for five. But, uh, like there's just, I don't think there's a spot for him on that Texas team. Now the angels, on the other hand, they have needs. Do they want to go and spend that money? Do they have the money? I don't know, but you know, I, I was looking kind of, towards them maybe as, as being potential uh, signing point for him or signing place. Rather. He possibly could. Um, I, uh, yeah. I mean the angels, the Rangers, um, two teams that could definitely happen to. I, I, sorry, let me jump back to the, to the Rangers. I feel like, um, you know, the Dodgers have shown you can never have enough. You can never have not have enough pitching, right? Like the Dodgers have shown that in the past. Well, so that's like, true. That's kind of where my thought is with the Rangers. And we know that the Rangers has signed on like a bag of, I, I shouldn't put it that way. I mean, the Rangers signed on some pretty pitcher, like pretty um, like injury probable pitchers. Right. So like, that's kind of what I'm thinking from that standpoint. Yeah. And I think it's also, I think it's also likely that maybe Trevor Bauer doesn't start the team with this season, but like once teams get a little more desperate and I don't know, they get something up. Tyler Anderson goes out with an elbow injury from the angels or uh, Jacob deGrom goes down for uh, two months, right? Like maybe that's when, maybe that's when the Trevor Bauer market starts to heat up a little bit, but um, yeah, I don't know. He's also a little bit of a black box, right? We don't really know um, what we're going to get out of him right even any even when he does come back so i don't know we'll see 
we don't know what we're getting out of him. Plus, you know, he, he's been a problem in locker rooms before, you know, right. so, you know, that could play into a potential. That's why I don't see the Mariners getting him. That I, I feel like he doesn't mesh with what the Mariners are trying to do clubhouse wise, but you know, crazier stuff has happened too. So, um, We've seen a few transactions of note, you know, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, the big one, you know, because, you know, I thought maybe you have some ties for, with the Mariners. Uh, Michael Conforto signs the uh, deal with the San Francisco Giants. Um, what I, I just don't know. I mean, obviously the Giants kind of um, – had the Korea deal fall through. Um, I just don't know what they're trying to do with their outfield though, because you just picked up Mitch Hanniger, who it gets a little more injury prone as, as time goes on and Conforto's coming off an injury. Um, you know, you've got your, your in the outfield, uh, Lamont Wade. Um, I just feel like they have an excess of outfielders, but probably for good reason, because you could probably, probably think of, like at least one or two of them are going to go down throughout the season. So miss probably some substantial amount of games. Yeah. And the giants are a team like there's a, they have a lot of different outfield options, right? They've got like uh, Austin Slater out there. They've got uh, Lamont Wade. They've got now Michael Conforto. Um, you can throw jock at Peterson out there if you really, really are in a bind. Right. Um, but I feel like the, yeah. the giants are, they're kind of looking for upside now. And like, that's why maybe the Michael Conforto trade makes sense. Right. Like, um, you know, you miss out on Carlos Correa, which maybe looks like a blessing in disguise. Right. Um, but, uh, the giants are kind of in, I don't want to say limbo. Right. But they kind of seem like they're, they're kind of being definitely, you know, thought after, especially the Dodgers and the Padres, right. They are definitely looked at as like the lower team out there. The Diamondbacks are up and coming. Right. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think the outfield's a question mark, especially with the injury, like they tired on, you know, two injury prone guys, like you said, right. Mitch and Conforto now. So I think they're just searching for upside and they're hoping that they get something out of Conforto. Um, and, Mm -hmm. I don't know. He'll probably play like left field, maybe more DH, right? Um, and you know, hope he can stay healthy, and that kind of pans out for them. But again, the Giants are a little bit of a team that they're kind of looking for a little bit of an identity, and I think they're just they're just fishing for upside at this point. So we'll see. Throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. I, I feel that. Uh, Angels signed Brandon Drury this uh, last couple weeks. Um, Rangers side, Nathan Avaldi. Um, again, coming back to the Rangers, another pitcher. I think Uvaldi slots in at two projection wise. Um, so, I mean, Rangers, I, I talked about their pitching when we did um, the team exercise talking about the AL West. And uh, I, I really think they improved their starting pitching um, as, as we do our power rankings this week. Uh I, I still think they have a problem in the bullpen. They've done really nothing in the bullpen, and their bullpen seemed to be their problem, at least against the Mariners, um, you know, the last couple of years. So um, good on them for shoring up their uh, starting pitching, but uh, let's go find some relievers now for them. Yeah, and you know I think when we went over them, right, when we reviewed them, 
I think they didn't. I don't. I think when we reviewed them at the time, they didn't have the Grom, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, it was either actually, yeah, I think we did that, and then they signed to Grom the next week or something. Yeah, something I think like that's that. That's what it was. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I think we, I think we mentioned it, but like the Rangers just going to be a thorn in the Mariners' side, right? And I think that's kind of absolutely what they're being, right? Um, signed Nathan Evaldi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they added a whole bunch of other members to that rotation, right? Andrew Heaney, um, yep. obviously Jacob Degrom, um, and uh, yeah, they they are. I mean, we're gonna go through the power rankings. We're gonna walk. I'm I'm curious to see where you ended up slotting them in at, right? But um, I think from my standpoint, and then we also you mentioned the Angels, so we can kind of just double team that right there with Brandon Drury, right? Um, I feel yep. like the gap between the angels and the rangers and the angels and rangers and the mariners right is starting to just close and um i'm i'm a little anxious right just how good these teams have kind of i'm i think the angels have had a pretty good off season so far right um the rangers have obviously taken steps to get there so i think the gap is starting to close so i do have some concern in my mind right i feel like the gap between the i feel like the gap between the angels and the rangers and the mariners is closer than maybe the gap between the mariners and the astros right so that's my perspective yeah. um yeah. but uh and I, I still think the mariners are the best team of the group right it's just that like a team like the rangers with their like young pitching and their pitching prospects like they have a number they have a bunch of upside which makes me a little concerned yeah, it, the Rangers and Angels both could be the team that we see in September, October that could really play, um, you know, playoff buster. You know, they may not be in the race, but they could certainly take us out of the race. So, yeah, um, they they have got better. I we'll talk about it in our power rankings. We'll we'll double back to that. You know, so we'll, we'll come back around to that. Um, Going back to the Giants, Giants also signed Taylor Rogers. Um, not really significant there, other than him going to play with his brother Tyler Rogers, um, which is which is kind of cool. They're both relief pitchers. Uh, both have pretty funky deliveries. Tyler, I'm pretty sure is a side armor. So, uh, and and when I think it was Taylor in the yeah it was Taylor in the playoffs last season. Tyler was there. Um, basically back near the bullpen mm-hmm. drinking beer while his brother was there, um, you know, warming up and stuff like that. So pretty cool to see. You could, you could kind of tell they're pretty close. So um, I think that's going to be a fun signing for the Giants. Um, uh, other notes, a couple other notes here. Um, Marlon signed former Mariner Gene Segura. Um, and probably the one of the biggest – News items coming out of this last couple weeks, uh, Dalton Varshow getting traded to the Blue Jays for um, Gabriel Marino and Luris Gurriel. Um, obviously, that's a piece or a, a trade that's going to make them better on the offensive front. You know, they're finally getting some left-handed bats. Yeah, I really like the move for the Blue Jays. Um It'll probably it'll be it will be reflected in, in our rankings once we walk through them, right? Just how much I like that move. Um, I would say the one thing that the one thing I think is notable with the the Varsho trade is that um, it uh, it's a left handed bat that plays the outfield, right? 
Um, and mm-hmm. it kind of seems like that immediately takes the Blue Jays out of the the Brian Reynolds race. So that's a uh, that's a mm-hmm. that's a big note. I would say is that they're going to be no longer probably be pursuing um, pursuing Brian Reynolds in that in that place anyways. Um, you brought up Brian Reynolds. That's really uh, the only big Mariners note is uh, a lot of outlets are coming out. Um, Mariners are probably one of the three teams that are in on Brian Reynolds um, at this point. And we kind of talked, um, maybe not the last episode, but the episode before about um, if the Mariners had the trade pieces to do it. Has uh, anything in your mind switched, Bo? Like, do you do you think we have the trade pieces for this? Or, I mean, it, it seems to be gaining ahead of steam, you know, and and I, 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 I still don't know if we do. Like, I, we have to probably throw in our top three prospects right now, right? For for Reynolds. Yeah, I think that. Um, I think there's some version of the deal that, like, yes, you'd have to talk about basically talk about probably Emerson Hancock, and you're probably gonna have to kick in maybe like a Laz Montes or some other high end lottery pick type, um, coupled with like Jared Kalenic, and then maybe mm-hmm. like another piece, right? Maybe like a Taylor Dollard, um. So I th- I think we do have the pieces and I think we can um I think we do have the pieces to put something together. Um I just think that it's going to be it's quite a price tag, right? And um especially for a guy that um I think we're only going to get 2 years out of him, something like that, maybe 3 years, I can't remember on Brian Reynolds, but um it's quite a price tag to pay for a guy and he was, you know, his best season was in 2020. It was in 2021. Right. Um, he had kind of a, mm-hmm. he had a, he still had a really great 2022, but not as great of a 2021. Um, and honestly, I probably would have paid that price for him. I would have been like, yeah, sign me up in 2021 in the, in the off season last year. Um, now I'm not yeah. so certain, man, but, um, I don't know. I, I also, I'm also concerned. I mean, I'm also concerned about, like all these moves that the the Rangers and the Angels are making now, right? So like I feel like as the as the Rangers and the Angels have closed the gap, I'm a little more like, you know what? Let's just let's just give the Pirates what they want. Let's just try to see if we can get a deal done, right? Cuz like I don't know. I just want my team to get better, right? And I want our team to get better and mm-hmm. um really solidify that spot in the top of the AL and as these other teams are getting better, right? I'm just growing more inclined to saying, yeah, let's overpay to get Brian Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's still some pieces on the free agent market. I mean, I I think we're done on the free agent market, but um, I still find there's some intriguing pieces that we should probably be looking at. Um, I don't know where your thoughts are, but uh, a guy like Adam Duvall isn't uh, – too far removed from a gold glove and, and silver slugger season. Um, if I, I know he's a former Astro, but if Yuri Gurriel uh, can turn it around, I mean, he's not too far removed from um, leading the league in average, you know? So there's a couple pieces still out there that, um, that could come in and contribute to this team. I just, you know, 
I, I just feel like we're done with the free agent market. You know, it, it, we, we've let everyone, we've let Conforto pass. And that was kind of my point where I was like, yeah, I, I don't think we're signing anyone else. Yeah. I kind of have that same feeling um, that we're just kind of done with the free agent market. Um, I also, mm-hmm. I also wonder if just like that, if that tune might change once we get closer to spring trading, um, Cause like right now this has been pointed out numerous times, but like Tom Murphy is slotted in as the designated hitter for the Seattle Mariners right now. Um, that's mm-hmm. not going to be the case, right? Like Tom Murphy, I don't think is going to be the designated hitter for the Mariners. Right. Like I think I would rather, I would rather yeah. almost take a flyer on like a Tommy fam or a David Peralta or like one of these guys, which, like just give him an invite to spring training and see what happens. Right. Um, but uh yeah, I think we might be. I guess maybe I shouldn't say maybe we're like completely done with free agency, right? I think there's a chance we might just be waiting to see if anything changes on the Brian Reynolds front, and then you know we'll make up our mind about you know these other guys. These kind of DH, give them a roster invite to spring training and see if they can make the team, right? Like the Fams, the Peraltas, maybe an Andrew McCutcheon, somebody like that, like give them a chance to see if they can make the team. And maybe if they got a little left in them, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Uh, one name that I just, I just saw on our sheet that uh, is a little further down the list. AJ Pollock's still out there. Um, you know, former White Sox, former D-back, former Dodger, you know, he'd, he'd be an intriguing piece, but yeah, we'll just have to see where we where we go with that. So, um, before we move on, Bo, to the power rankings, you got anything else you want to add? Um, yeah, I wanted to throw something out there and get your thoughts on right. Like um, the Mariners a couple years ago. I mean, you we made the trade for Marco Gonzalez, right? Where we traded Tyler O'Neill for for Marco, and Marco was kind of just making his way up, right? And I'm wondering if there's some appetite out there for like some sort of prospect swap but granted it's not gonna like be exciting it's not gonna break the bank right but like i'm wondering if there could be a potential that the mariners maybe try to get like one of these guys that's maybe broken through the major leagues and you know maybe makes to try maybe tries to make the team or gets on the team and you know kind of has some more upside i just think that there's going to be a lot of different opportunities out there that the mariners might have right and like a team like the twins they have a lot of outfielders. The Cardinals have a lot of outfielders. So I, uh, mm-hmm. I wonder if that's just, I think it's maybe my mind trying to make something that maybe isn't there. Right. But like trying to put something together that um, maybe makes sense. Right. That, that could help the team. But like, I just wonder if there's an appetite to maybe go get like an Alec Burleson or a Matt Walner and Alex Kirillov from the twins. Right. One of these guys that's already made their major league debut. We've seen him in the majors a little bit, mm-hmm. but maybe we can give them a roster. Maybe we can give them some playing time because they don't have enough right now for their team. Um, I'm just wondering if there might be something like that on the horizon, right? Where we just kind of get a guy that has some more upside, but probably unlikely to happen, but just thinking that maybe there's some sort of appetite for that deal like that out there. I mean, we, we certainly could, but wouldn't you say we've kind of already got that with clinic and uh travel being slotted in in left field you know so i don't know that would be interesting i i see one of the names you put down was uh juan yepes which is he's with the cardinals i'm pretty sure and he i mean i'm pretty sure he's a top five prospect for them so that would be interesting it would 
if this deal was to potentially happen, I'd I'd be interested to see what we would give up, right. you know, um, what what it would take. I I don't know if it take like, you know, top prospects, but you know, someone like maybe a Laz Montez. I don't know, you know. Yeah, and like some sort of I think pitching prospect of some sort, right? Both those prog- both those systems and teams I think probably need some more pitching of sorts. So that's kind of where my mind was going. But um, yeah, no, you made a good point about Jared Kolodic that we already kind of have like a player that we've need some upside with, right? But like, um, yeah, yeah, I guess my mind is just trying to search for something that you know maybe makes sense for us that maybe can give us a little bit of more hope and like we can see what's going on but i also know that we're you know we're a perennial playoff contender right so it's not going to move the needle as much as we want but um who knows yep yeah yeah i like the thought i like the thought i i feel like you looked at fan tracks and were like i would make this deal i mean i play a lot of fantasy baseball right so like um there's uh yeah i mean there's upside in some of these guys right so that's kind of where i'm where i'm thinking about yeah. Alex trail off as a former you know top prospect he's a guy that plays mm-hmm. first base plays the outfield can play dh right we have questions about ty france we have questions about the outfield like um so mm-hmm. maybe my mind is just trying to just trying to piece things together in the absence of mariners news yep yep all right, let's let's get into the meat and potatoes of today. Um, this week we're doing power rankings for the AL. Um, Bo and I went one through fifteen. We're gonna start from fifteen and go work our way down. And this is where we um, separately we didn't do this together. Um, envision each team in the AL where where the Mariners could potentially at least start the season in i know some of mine I, I don't know how you did it i know some of mine i'm i'm looking at the preseason team as a whole but there's there's a lot of factors that even just a couple weeks into the season they can move up or down drastically you know someone like the rangers if Dirk Rom comes in for two weeks and then gets hurt um obviously they're gonna get bumped down um on the, on the flip side of that, you know, someone like the Orioles, uh, they end up putting it all together and they go on a big, long win streak to start the season and they're in playoff contention. They might move up. So, you know, but I'm looking at it as if the season was to start today and it was game one of 162, this is where I would slot them in because of their postseason. Yeah, the same. Yeah, I haven't um, incorporated like uh, upside, right? Or like, you know, the players on a team that might break out and really help the team in the future, right? Guys coming back from like injury that could like super impact the team, right? I haven't incorporated a lot of that into these, right? There's going to be some here and there, but like, um, yeah, it's all based around like the team right now, now that the top free agents have mostly signed, right? Um, Like what... Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm what and where the teams are at in terms of just, yeah, 162, who do we think the best team is right now? Yep, yep. yep. So uh, why don't you start? Who do you who do you have slotted in at 15? Sure thing. So um, at 15, I have the Oakland Athletics. At uh, my 14th ranking, um, 
Well, well, hold on. Let's let's stop there for fifteen. You have anything to add with them? Um, I mean, not really. Right? Again, it's a team that has quite a bit of upside because it has. There's a there's a good number of upside on the team, right? Like Seth Brown is there. The pitching oh, yeah. has a lot of interesting parts, right? We covered him a little bit in our in our episode, right? Um, Ken Waldachuk's pretty interesting pitcher. Um, so there's some, I guess, Dory Ruiz is a guy that just got traded there, right? Um, so definitely some upside, definitely some intrigue to see, like, um, you know, what the A's can do. But um, I think they are, I think they are clearly at the bottom, right? Like looking through the teams, they are the one that to me sticks out and is, is the bottom team. I don't know if I would rank, um, you know, the other, I'll get, get my 14 team is the Royals, right? And I don't know if I would, mm-hmm. you know, I think the Royals are, I think the Royals are trending up, so that's why I put them 15. So, do you have any complaints about number 15? No, no, no. I I absolutely have the same thing. I the first thing I put, I just put two words: bottom dwellers. Um, they have a lot of young guys, but uh, I, they need to develop those young guys, um, and and they're really not going to move the needle. Um, one thing I have a question of: do you, um. Do you think Billy Bean's kind of losing the magic? You know, um, I know it's a guy you've looked up to um, a little bit. You know, big big money ball fan. Um, you know, his success is is how he did business in the early two thousands. It doesn't seem to be working. You know, nowadays, I mean, they're not really putting. You know, the last five years they haven't really put competitive teams out there when that was kind of their bread and butter getting guys that uh that you know people don't look at their damaged goods you know the scott hatterbergs you know and, and they come in and, and put a winning team but that kind of hasn't happened the last five years well i guess i would challenge that a little bit right they won 97 games in 2018 and 2019 right like we're not that far removed from like a good oakland A's team right so like I would, I would challenge that a little bit. I would say like they did. I mean, I mean, yes, I think now, right. I think that you could certainly challenge a little bit of that perspective. Right. And I think that the A's, the A's feel like they've kind of struck out on trades. They haven't drafted very well. So like, I think something developmentally maybe not there right now. And I don't know if they're finding the value guys like they used to. Right. Um, so I think, yes, your point is, I think mm-hmm. your point is valid that I feel like they've maybe lost a little bit of magic because they have lost out on a couple of trades and they just haven't drafted very well. But um, I mean, this is kind of what the A's have done, right? Um, they weren't very good. And I mean, they kind of build it up and then they're good for three years and then they kind of aren't good for a little bit. But this kind of seems a little different just because it seems like they are further behind than they have been in years past. It seems like to me anyways. Um so yeah. I think your point is valid. Yeah. Um, we'll see, you know, if Billy Bean and team can kind of build it back up. But I mean, the whole thing that looms over their head is just um, if the team's going to move to Las Vegas, right? Um, that's just, I feel like that's just going to be mm-hmm. the elephant in the room, the whole entire season, going to be a topic of conversation. What's the team doing? Where's it going to be moving? Who's going to be owning it? You know, I feel like that kind of dominates the conversation and maybe that factors into like, budget constraints that Billy might be working with or something like that. But I think it also, I think the other, mm-hmm. I think the league is just caught up to Billy, right. More so than ever before. Right. Everybody has an analytics department. Everybody has the same information that Billy had at the time. Right. So like 
there's nothing unique that Billy mm-hmm. I think is doing anymore that um, you know other teams aren't going to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as for your fourteenth team, I also slotted in the Royals. Um, this is a team I really don't know a lot about. Um, I, I looked at their roster and there's nothing really eye popping on it. Um, I, I, in my notes, I put, uh, after a few years of greatness, they look to be towards the bottom of the AL for the next couple of years. Uh, they lost 97 games last year. Um, I think it's good potential that they lose a hundred or more this year. So, um, but I, I do still think that they're better than the athletics as of today. So, um, it looks like our our bottom two teams are the same bottom two teams in the same order. Yeah, the Royals so, pitching is going to be rough. Um, hopefully for an offensive explosion when we play the Royals. Um, but uh, Bobby mm-hmm. Wood Jr., Vinny Pasquatino, right? Um, those are fun names on the offensive side that um, Bobby Wood Jr. plays a pretty good shortstop, right? Going to be a... Mm-hmm. I think Bobby Wood Jr. is the the cornerstone or the guy that they want to build that team around in the future, right? Which makes 100% sense. He's going to be a star, I think. So, um, I don't know, some fun things about that mm-hmm. team. But, yeah, might be another um, 100 lost team. 100 lost team potentially, right? Maybe you don't want to lose as many games with that. But um, we're right on the money there. Yeah, who's your next? Who, you, who do you got next? You take it away, 13. 13, I got the Tigers. Now, uh, looking at this team, I I truly believe they could be the Orioles of 2013. I think the the talent, the young guys are there. You know, Spencer Torkelson Torkelson should come back and be better than he was last season. Riley Green, uh, should live up to his you know former top prospect status and break out. And also we have. Miggy, it's his final season. You know, maybe that plays a little bit of a factor in. Um, you know, there there's a lot of upside on that team offensively. Uh, maybe not quite pitching. I mean, their biggest pitching pickup was Matthew Boyd this season. Um, and, you know, that kind of makes it iffy. But um, I, I just put that they could be the Orioles in 2013. Interesting. Okay. Well, um, I also have the Tigers. So we are, mm-hmm. um, we're three for three. Um, <clears throat> we're th- three uh, for three. Yeah. No, I agree with your upside comments, right? Um, I feel like uh, Torque is just kind of, um, Spencer Torkelson, that is just kind of lying and waiting, right? Um, and I like your comparison to the Orioles because Torque is also like a first round pick, right? I think it's I think there's a first number one pick overall. So like I think there's some comparison to Adley there. Maybe if Torque gets it going, right? Maybe he powers his team a little bit more. But um yeah, it's kind of an interesting team because they were somebody that also wanted to compete, right? They when they went out and got Austin Meadows, they signed Javier Baez to a to a to a contract, right? Um so there's still some good things. Akil Badu, Akil Akil, is it Akil Badu, Badu. I think that's how you pronounce it. Akil yeah, Badu. he's a he's an yeah. interesting name. Um, yeah, somebody that definitely like um, people were really high on, and he kind of had a really fall from grace, and now he's kind of like maybe coming back. So interesting team. Um, 
the pitching yeah. yeah matthew boyd matthew boyd slotted in as their number two starter right now so like also also a team yeah that, that's that's what i saw also too. a team that um the pitching side of things right um yeah it's gonna be a little rough right um so um yeah, yeah. kind of where i'm feeling about it. yeah but absolutely miggy right that's gonna be exciting right after I, I don't know exactly know when the mariners mm-hmm. are gonna play the um tigers at home yet but um could be a fun series to go watch yep. hey if if we can't get to that game you know his last series in seattle we went to last year last season or last season's last series and he was there i think he played two of the three games we went so. to. yeah i can't remember yeah i think so hmm. all right uh number 12 I'll, I'll take this one too number 12 i have the red Sox. Um, can they just trade Rafael Devers and start like a full rebuild? Like, like Yoshida signing isn't going to put them over the top and, uh, their best pitcher, uh, is way past his prime. Uh, Chris sale, you know, I, I, he's just a liability at this point. Um, I, I be, I see them being the bottom dwellers in a stacked AO East and I just, I, I don't see him doing anything, you know? Yeah. The, the Red Sox super interesting. Cause like last year, right. They signed Trevor story. They still had Xander Bogarts. Um, Chris sale was coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember, I remember I went back through this and I like, looked at power rankings that other like people, journalists, et cetera, had made like last year. And like the Red Sox were like all ahead of the Mariners, right? Everybody thought the Red Sox were really going to be good. And then, it didn't turn out to be out that way. I mean, they still won, I think 78 games or something like that. Let me see real quick. 78 games. Yeah. Um, so like they were still a pretty good team, but, um, and I want to be clear, like this is kind of like, I've kind of tiered my rankings a little bit. Right. And like those three teams that we just talked about, right. Like, I think though, I think there's a little separation between the Red Sox and like these three teams, like the Red Sox are still going to put together like a pretty good, pretty good roster for the most part. Right. Um, and I like your point about Raphael Devers. Um, I am of the belief that, like, I don't know. I don't know if the Red Sox are going to resign Devers at this point, right? Like, everybody shells up that they should just because, like, you don't let people like your best players walk. But, like, I don't know why Devers would stay at this mm-hmm. point, right? Like, they let Xander walk. They let trade away no. Mookie. So, like, um, mm-hmm. Raphael, do you want to come over to the West Coast and live in the, live in the Pacific Northwest? Because I would love that. Um, and... Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a topic probably for another time, but like, um, if we're not going to spend the money on show, a, I mean, I'd like that, but that's a topic for another time. So yes, I agree. Um, again, the, the Yoshida signing that kind of confused me. I think they just signed Corey Kluber too. If I saw that, um, and yeah. Chris sales, a mixed bag of if he's healthy or not. So, um, I don't know. I think this team is very clearly, very clearly at the bottom of the ale East for me. Right. Um, and yeah. I don't see much upside. I, yeah. I I put the Orioles over them. I mean, I I I think the Orioles are going to do better than the Red Sox. You know, um, every time you go and see the Red Sox, uh, quote unquote fan pages or you know you know the the media outlets that cover the Red Sox extensively, um, all you see is uh, you know Shane Bloom uh, needs to be out of there. You know, yeah. he needs to not be a part of the yeah. Red Sox um, anymore. So I, I, 
I think there's bigger problems than just, you know, who they're fielding every day out in the field. You know, I think there's a front front office issue and it needs to be addressed if they want to, um, you know, not fade into mediocrity and become relevant again. So. I mean, they have they have four World Series in like the last 20 years. I think they're I think the Red Sox are doing just fine. So anyways. Yep. <laughs> Um. All right. Who do you who do you have at eleven? Remember, oh, actually, what's was twelve? Twelve was the, the Red, Red Sox. Sox yes, you, we're four for four. So let's so see if we can make four, some differences okay. here. So, um, number eleven, I have the Minnesota Twins. I also have the Minnesota Twins at eleven. Gotcha. Wow. Well, I guess I mean let me comment on like I feel like these teams like now where we're talking about right these are all kind of like teams that want to be in the playoffs or have made some minor moves to try to make it to the playoffs. Right. And um, I think the twins, I don't know the feeling I get on the twins is like, I don't really know. Like they have a pretty good offense. The Larusa rise is there. Byron Buxton, when he's healthy is a rock star and like Max Kepler and they have some good pieces, but um, the twins are a team that like, I just don't Mm -hmm. know. I just don't know what they're doing. Like, I know they signed Carlos Correa last year to a one year deal. I'm like, I just don't know. (laughs) That's exactly what I put. My first was, what yeah. are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. this is awesome. So anyways, um, Johan Duran and their bullpen is pretty awesome, though. Like, uh, that guy's fun to watch when he pitches. So he's he's so I I in my notes, um, twins were one of the teams I put a player to watch and Johan Duran was that player. Um, God, he's got some yeah. filthy pitches. Like he is the next in my mind, the next Emmanuel Classe, where he's just gonna be. There's pitches that shouldn't be thrown that fast <laughs> with that yeah. kind of movement. Like he is that person. Um. So yeah. Um. One one thing I the, the reason I put them at eleven. Um. I just don't know if they're got the pieces to be competitive with the Guardians and the White Sox atop that division. Um, and, and really, I like the guy, but I mean, are we ever going to see Buxton play a full season? Like, like missing 10 games or less. I don't think it's possible. He has got, when he's on the field, he's legitimately the best player on the field. He's got speed. He's got power. He could play defense. You know, he gets on base, he could steal all this stuff, but he can't stay healthy. That's why they're at eleven. Yeah, I'm looking at him now, right? Like one season where he's had, where one season where he's played over a hundred games in his career. One season, right? Like, um, yeah, yeah. No, you're you're on the money there, and um, like, uh, I don't know. Can they stay? Can can the team stay healthy? Can buy? Can Buxton stay healthy? And maybe it's that Joey Gallo mm-hmm. signing that'll take them to the take them to the next level. So who knows? Two twenty with. 55 home runs in target is, field. 220 is generous. We'll, we'll see how that works out. All right. Um, you go next. Number number 10. Who do you got? I have the Baltimore Orioles. I I covered them extensively a couple weeks ago. Um, what I said then kind of stands true. One of the more exciting teams to watch in 2023. Um, I, I do believe... 
Adley Rushman's going to take the next step, become the best catcher in the MLB. Um, so, yes, the Baltimore Orioles are kind of my number 10 team. Well, I think you stole my list because I also have the Baltimore Orioles number 10. Um, no, I, 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 I think after this one, we start venturing okay, well, off a little bit. I really well, anyways, so. um, no, agree with everything that you've been saying. Um, I'm, uh, and this is a team like we talked about maybe upside, right? Like predictions and where they might be in the future. This is a team that I think definitely mm-hmm. need to be on the lookout for. And the AL East could make a jump just based upon their depths, their, their farm system, right? Like guys like Grayson Rodriguez oh, and yeah. Henderson. And we still haven't seen the next level of, of Adley Rutschman. So um, I think this is, a, mm-hmm. this is a dangerous team. And I know that there's been like, I think Anthony Santander is a name that has been thrown out there as a Mariners target for like trades, which I don't know how realistic that is, but um, guy that's played pretty well for the Orioles the last um, couple seasons, but I don't really know. I don't really see them making a trade, especially if there's a potential that they could even like, you know, make the playoffs. So um, again, I think the, I think the yeah. question mark for them, they still have some, I think some, not some holes, but like some questions in the uh, pitching rotation. I think they're going to get John means back, but so that'll help quite a bit, but um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think the pitching is kind of the question mark right now. Can it hold up? Can Grayson Rodriguez come and pitch? So, um, but I really like the team. It's a fun team mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Yep. Uh, who is your number nine team? All right. Let's see if we can get some differences here. My number nine team. I put the Los Angeles angels as my number nine team. My number nine team, I have put the Los Angeles <laughs> Angels. Oh my! Um, all right, well, well, um, go ahead. You dive, dive into the Angels. What do you like? What do you like? What do you not to they, like? Yep. They have certainly made moves this off season. Brandon Drury, Hunter Renfro, uh, Tyler Anderson, just to name a couple. But will it matter? Like, I, I feel like. Tyler Anderson, Tyler Anderson, while he's not getting the kind of money he did, I think he's another C.J. Wilson signing. Um, he's going to come in and probably flame out. Um, and, I mean, their two biggest players, Trout, he's like one more injury away from not being able to play again. Like, this is the injury he's battling the last couple seasons is what retired David Wright. And I, I feel like Trout plays in a position that, um, you have to be a little more athletic in while well, David Wright played third base. You've got to be able to move in center field. Um, and Otani, like what incentive does he have? Like, like he might be on his way out and why would he want to risk maybe a very, very big payday next season? You know, if, if the, the angels end up flaming out, you know, so yeah. can, can they prove with, you know, can they hang with the big dogs of the AL? You know, not just the Mariners, you know. Can they hang with the Astros, the Guardians, the Blue Jays, the White Sox? I, I don't know. They sit middle of the pack to me right now. Yep, middle of the pack. And, you know, on my kind of tiering here, right, like I labeled this tier starting for the Red Sox to um, one of the teams up top here on the ring number seven. But, like, this is kind of the great middle mm-hmm. teams that, 
like they're they're close right and maybe they put something together maybe the upside all comes together and maybe they make a playoff run right but like um you know i agree with everything you're kind of saying about the the angels right they made a number of moves and i wonder if I don't know. Do you think some of those moves are based upon like a hope that maybe they can retain Atani or like they're making efforts to like make the team better. So like they can say, Hey, show, Hey, we've done this and this to like make this team better. Do you want to stay here? Right. I think there's maybe a little bit of that because I feel like the angels are also going to have some money to spend. So like, I don't know why they wouldn't try to uh, at least retain Atani, but I think that might be part of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This is also a team that I feel like it could all go wrong and they end up moving Otani at the deadline too. I feel like I could go. I feel like the ceiling, the ceiling is relatively. I feel the ceiling is somewhat high for this team, but I feel like the floor is the floor is pretty uh pretty low as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that floor is down near the uh, core of the earth at this point. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> number eight, number eight. Yeah, I, I'm I'm intrigued. This might be the one that we. Uh, differ on here number eight for me the tampa bay rays um did we differ yes. oh yeah oh yeah yes okay good uh i put the race here i is this the year they finally regress like i'm worrying the last five years they they kind of not the last five maybe the last three um they're kind of the team you can't bet on you know, just when you think, oh, they're they're making moves that they're just going to start rebuilding, like they they come through and and you know make the playoffs and make a World Series run. Uh, they got young guys like Wander and Shane McClanahan, um, you know, and the bullpen's probably going to be a factor in whatever they do, whether it's win or lose, because um, you know their bullpen pitches like. <laughs> they pitch a lot, <laughs> they, you know, with with how they do their opener situations. So, who who'd you have at eight? So number eight, I put the Texas Rangers. Okay. So. Did you have? Did you by chance have the Rays at seven? I do not have the Rays at number seven. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well. Okay. Why'd you put Texas at eight then? Or yeah, Texas at eight. Yeah. So Texas at eight for me. Um, so, you know, the pitching obviously has improved, right? Um, and I, this might be a circumstance in which, like, yes, if the team was going to be healthy, if I knew the team was going to be healthy the entire season, like, maybe I would have ranked them mm-hmm. higher. So maybe I cheated on my power rankings here a little bit, right? Like, um, but uh, I just don't know how all those pieces are going to kind of work together there. Right. And I think the offense, like I know the offense is kind of improving and Marcus Simeon kind of bounced back and Corey Seager is still there. Um, but I still have some questions about like, um, I just, I guess if Marcus Simeon is going to be able to continue to do it, right. He's pushing it. I think he's coming into his age 33 season, right. Corey Seager is a year older. Mm -hmm. Um, Can Nate Lowe like continue his second half dominance that we saw, right. Like um, I still have some questions on the offense. Cause like they were, let me see what I got here. I think they were 10th in weight on base percentage in the AL last year. Right. Um, and the mm-hmm. offense is kind of unchanged for the most part, right? So 
Um, yes, they fixed some holes in the pitching side like they needed to, right? Um, and that's a pretty good rotation now, but I think I still have some questions like if the offense is going to be able to to be as good as they hoped and, you know, if the pitching is going to stay healthy, right? So that's kind of where I'm mm-hmm. going to put them. And I would note that, like, you know, when, we, when the offseason started, right, they were probably – 10 11 12 right probably that probably like they might have been yeah, behind yeah. like the twins somewhere in there probably behind the orioles so like probably number 11 so mm-hmm. um they made some pretty big jumps they did they did they were my number seven team so um they i think their offensive game is there um the two players i put players to watch for this team adolis garcia nate Lowe, two guys that um can kind of make or break this offense. Um, you know, you, we got Simeon Seeger on big contracts. Um, you know, Seeger, I don't think he's worth the amount he got. Simeon, he had one good season. So I really think they're, they've got to fall on our, their other players, Adolis Garcia, Nate Lowe being the two big ones, continue to um, do the ups, you know, continue to improve. I should say, um, with those two guys and they're just fun to watch. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, they're, they're bullpens, a liability and I'm looking I looked at this as if the season started today, game one, you know, talent wise, you know, they, they certainly have a great pitching staff, but you're right. Until it is seen, they are not, they're probably going to drop. You know, this is a team, this is a team that's probably going to move down or up as the season goes more than any other team. Because if DeGrom's hurt, if Avaldi's hurt, like they're going to be down in the bottom, you know, but the, the, the pieces are there. They could be up in the top five near the end of the season if everyone can stay healthy. So they're, they're probably the biggest wild card this season. They really are. Cause we don't know what we're getting with it. Yeah. And yeah, I think they're kind of a, it's kind of a, a black box. I mean, on paper, yes, they're pretty good. I mean, we've ranked them relatively high in our rankings here, right? Like they're on the cusp of potentially being a playoff team. Um, you know, if they really wanted to piss off the Mariner fan base, um, they very well and could likely go trade for Brian Reynolds, right? They've got the pieces and they have some yeah. gaps in the hole. They want uh, the gaps in the outfield. They want to fill. So this ranking could still go up a little bit. Right. But um, yeah. yeah, I think it's uh, still a team to watch. going to be a thorn in the Mariners side the entire season. Yep. 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 Um, okay. So that was my number seven, Texas eight Rangers or er, eight Rays. Yours was, Rangers eight. Who's your number seven? Team? Uh, my number seven team is the Chicago White Sox. Okay. Okay. Why did you put them? There? Um, so I put the White Sox there cause like the pitching, the pitching is going to be good. I think you mentioned in our, in our episode when we covered them, right. The pitching is going to kind of lead the team and be like the, one of the main parts of this team. Right. Um, and like the mm-hmm. offense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh they added andrew benintendi right so like i think that um that's a solid note to say like hey this team took a concrete step to kind of get forward um and i think andrew benintendi is a really good get for them i don't know how much it moves the needle right but like this is the team that made the playoffs in 2021 right um 
and was a really good team. And then they kind of regressed a little bit. And I think that they're probably all healthy, right? So this is kind of one where I took health as kind of a positive, right? Like you get a Lubob, you get an Aloy, you get a Yohan Mankata all together, right? Um, I think those guys, I think that offensive lineup trumps somebody like the Rangers, right? Um, with Tim, with big time Timmy mm-hmm. Jimmy Anderson at the top with Andrew Benintendi likely batting second. So I think that offensive side trumps what the Rangers are doing. And then, you know, the pitching side with mm-hmm. Dylan Cease, right? Um, could be an also young candidate, right? Um, a couple of the other guys. And they also had yeah. Mike Clevenger, who is, uh, you know, I think he he's kind of been up and down a little bit those last couple of years battling through injury. But, you know, he's going to slot in at like the four or five slot for the White Sox, which is pretty good for Clevenger's side of things. So that's kind of the that's kind of the reason I put them there is just like just on the outside of, um, you know, one of the other two teams we'll talk about. Okay. Um, okay, then who'd you have number six? My number six team is the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> okay. And and I'm assuming for a lot of the reasons that I said, that's why you put I put them there. them there. Um, you know, I think we'll, we'll probably do a predictions episode, right? Where we'll say like, oh, we think this team's going to do X or bold predictions is whatever, right? Tampa Bay Rays have massive upside, mm-hmm. I feel like, right? Like they're going to get they're going to get Tyler glass now back. If Tyler glass now is healthy, like a, a one, two punch of Shane O'Mac, Shane McClanahan and Tyler glass now is, uh, is going to be, uh, going to be pretty dominant. I guess that's what I'm saying. Right. So like, um, I, uh, and this, the, this, the offense has a lot of upside ready a Rosarina and yes, they might make a trade of some sort, but, um, I just, uh, I think they're pretty good. I think the offense is really solid. Um, and the pitching staff is going to be kind of the the main driver for this team coupled with, they've always had a pretty good bullpen mm-hmm. and guys that, um, you know, come in in the sixth inning or do the opener thing. Right. So overall solid team. Um, and I think the, for them, right. Um, Wander is the guy that, you know, probably puts that team together. So, um, that's why I have them on mm-hmm. number six on the outside of the playoff spot, I guess on the inside of a playoff spot. Okay. My, my number six team was the Chicago White Sox. So uh, we just, we had the same six through eight, just in different positions. Um, a lot of what you said about the White Sox, pitching's going to lead them. They need to stay healthy. Um, the one thing, the two things I'll add, um, I'm, I'm really interested to see this team post Tony La Russa. Um, I, I really think he probably was a, Biggest problem that team had last season, and coaching should never be the problem. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens with uh, their new manager. And then Dylan Cease, uh, he's going to be a Cy Young contender for years to come. He's got some some filthy pitches, and uh, I just wish he was in a Mariners uniform because I, I do like him that much. But, uh, you know, glad he's in the AL Central, not the AL West. So, um Okay, so six through fifteen's done. This is five and up is kind of our playoff teams, right? Gonna make the 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 big leap here to, you know, these teams are probably gonna be battling it out for the pennant, right? Yeah. So this is where I've kind of got like another tier, right? I would say like um, the teams that yeah battling out for the pennant, best teams in AL, right? That's kind of where I've kind of when I separate the tier, like the teams at the top, 
the great middle of like the teams that might make the playoffs might have upside right and then the bottom teams but uh mm-hmm. yeah i'm super curious so we're getting into mariners territory now so i'm super curious where um, mm-hmm. where we're going here but i i want to hear your number five you go first number five i put the toronto blue jays i uh i know they're going to be looking for redemption after their uh playoff wild card exit um, they did make moves, bringing in Chris Bassett probably legitimate, you know, legitimizes that uh, rotation. There's not many holes in that rotation anymore. Um, and then Dalton Varsho was a, a great pickup, great lefty bat to, to pick up. But they also, I mean, look what they got rid of in Teoscar um, Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel, um, and, and, I really think this team will have a problem if Vlad doesn't um, go back to his uh, his MVP form. I know he hasn't had an MVP, but you know, battling out for an MVP. So um, as of now, I put them at five preseason. Um, just just because I just don't think they're better than the four teams above them as of yet. I mean, obviously we're looking at this as game one of 162. Wow. So gotcha. So got? I'll, I'll preface this by saying my, I went back and forth. It was really difficult between my five, four and my three. Right. So like, I just want to preface mm-hmm. the, like, I think all these teams are very close, right? Like they're all very close. Yes. Just yes. because I put one team over the other does not mean I think that like we are immediately better. We're going to lose the playoffs to them. So just like, just want to preface that right when I put this down. So like my number five team, you put number five is, is the Seattle Mariners. So I went back and forth, right? Um, (laughs) I actually ended up, you wouldn't have a long preface. I I ended up, I ended up putting the Cleveland guardians number five and I put the Cleveland guardians number five. Um, because, um, I think I still have some questions about their offense, right? Um, They've still, I think, have um, a couple holes there, right? Um, maybe mm-hmm. the outfield, like Oscar Gonzalez, has some pretty nice upside. Um, Miles Straw is their center fielder, you know, relatively okay defensively, but like, I don't really know if he's going to give you much with the bat, right? Um, so, like, yeah, I still have some questions, and Andres Jimenez has a pretty high ceiling, right? So, like, this is another team that I think has a relatively high ceiling, right? Maybe they could tap into it this year. Um, but I was kind of, I kind of got to a point where I'm debating, like, is the pitching staff better than this pitching staff? Is the hitting better than this hitting, right? That's kind of where I ended up going with some of these teams. Um, and mm-hmm. ultimately I just decided I wasn't as bought in on the the guardians offense yet. Right. As I probably maybe should, I, I don't know. They've got an, they've got an okay offense, but maybe I'm just not as bought into it yet. Um, and the pitching's good, right? I think that there are obviously other teams that are ahead of them that have a better pitching staff, but that was kind of where I ended up going with the Guardians. Where did, I guess, can I ask you where you ended up putting them in at, or is that good? Um, so, I mean, it's it's all going to tie in. We have the same three through, through five. I put the Blue Jays five, I put the Mariners four, and I put the Guardians three. Okay? I, I, I... This Guardians scare me the most as a team. They have so much upside, so much potential. 
J-Ram is going to do J-Ram things. He's going to provide the leadership. And and this was a team that wasn't supposed to do what they did last season, and they did. And they did it with the youngest team in the MLB. I'm, I'm pretty sure they were the youngest team in the MLB. If not, it was the youngest team in the AL. You know, and and they are loaded prospect wise. Now, if we can, we can, if they can, you know, progress those guys in a way to get them to the major league level, you know, they they certainly could make a run at the pennant. And you can't really um, count out Terry Francona as a manager. I, I really like him as a manager. Um, big reason why I kind of bought into um, Boston when they made the run in 04 and 07. I just, I think he's. You know, really, really great at what he does. Um, so they're probably the team that scares me the most, and that's why I put them at number three. And then the Mariners, um, you know, what do we say about them that we haven't already said in the first ten episodes of the show? Um, can they continue to improve? Like, can we continue to progress guys like Cal Raleigh, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby? can they become some of the best players in the league? Because if they can, they could certainly be the team battling for the AL pennant. So, yep. So I put the Mariners four two. Um, that was my spot that I felt like mm-hmm. I felt I was confident in them. Right. Um, I think we've said this before, right. Teoscar Hernandez on a full season basis, right. Probably going to be a healthier than like a Mitch Hanniger likely upgrade. Colton Wong over Adam Frazier, likely upgrade, right? Um, so this, I think this team has improved. Um, like I think we, I mean, I mentioned this. I thought the Mariners and the Guardians were pretty similar teams for the most part, but I just liked where the Mariners pitching at is. Pitching is, I think, a little bit, just a mm-hmm. little bit more right now. It's not actually by, by too much. Um, but then, uh, yeah, I mean, what else can you say about them? I think we, there still might be something on the horizon there. I don't know if that's really going to move them up in my rankings there, but, um, yep. Number four for the Mariners. And then I had the blue Jays number three. And, um, I, uh, I guess where I, where I go to is I, I try to put a little of, I, I got, I didn't focus too much on second half performance in this, but like the Blue Jays did play really well in the second half. And obviously you can mention, um, you know, obviously you can throw out the Mariner game there and say that wasn't the case, but like um, in the, in the postseason. but like the Blue Jays pretty played pretty well in the second half. They played like some of the best teams in baseball really well last year, like the Astros. Um, I just, mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that like offense can just drive you right. It's wherever you want to go. Um, and the Blue Jays have the best one, I think in the AL and um, I was a big fan of the Dalton Varsho pickup. Like it just seemed like mm-hmm. it seemed like talk about plugging a hole, right? They needed somebody in center field. Um, I mean, maybe left field, but we'll see. He can play kind of wherever. They needed a left-handed bat, and Varsho was like a perfect fit for that. And um, they needed bullpen help. They got Eric Swanson. Um, you know, they picked up Chris Bass, who I think is an improvement over uh, Ross Stripling, right? Maybe not by much, but. Um, that was kind of the reasons that I put them there is I thought that the blue Jays addressed a big hole, right. Which is a left-handed bat in their outfield. And I don't know if the Mariners have addressed, like, I think the Mariners have filled holes. Right. But like, I don't know if they've kind of, you know, occupied or filled in like a new one, I guess right now, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Right. But like, that's kind of my logic Mm -hmm. for, for doing that again, 
very close, right? I think if somebody wanted to really, really debate me on the Mariners over the Blue Jays, have at it, right? I'm not going to fight you too hard on that. So um, that's kind of where I ended up with them. Yeah. Okay. I mean, again, six through eight, just a different, uh, different order on things. Three for three through five, pretty much the same thing, except we had the Mariners at the same spot. So, um, so obviously that leaves two teams. Um, top of your power rankings. I'm guessing this is your last tier of best teams in the AL. Um, these guys are gonna be the uh the top dogs this year and i'm i'm kind of interested to see which one you slotted it to and which one you slotted at one so i will let you yep. start so that. i slotted the yankees at two and the astros at one um okay i um the yankees to me are gonna have elite elite pitching right they're gonna have the mm-hmm. i mean i think projection wise right they are like I think steamer projections, if anybody follows those right for fantasy has the Yankees as the highest projected win team for pitching, which makes a lot of sense. Right. Um, I mean, Nestor Cortez was a guy that drove the team a little bit last year and he's their number four starter right now. Right. Um, so look, depending, depending on where you, on look, where you but... look. Yeah. But like, they're going to get a, like Luis Severino's coming back and like um, Carlos Rondon, obviously. And that's, there's some more health issues around that, but um i just think the pitching is just going to drive this team um i so Mm -hmm. i guess i will say this like i thought the yankees were clearly number two just because um man i really question like the offense right like we saw in the last series against the astros the offense just kind of fall apart and like josh donaldson is supposedly supposed to be like batting like fifth or sixth in this lineup right now and like i just don't know if josh donaldson has it anymore so like I really question, I really, really question the offense, right? And there may be another team that tries to go after Brian Reynolds, but the pitching is dominant. The pitching will be, you know, the best in baseball, I think. So um, that's the reason I slotted them in at two. And I think at number one, the Astros are just the the best all-around team, best offensive team, best defensive team, best pitching team in baseball. That's kind of the, the that's kind of the ultimate reason I put them number one. I flipped them. I have Astros two, a Yankees one. Astros, I mean, all they did, I feel like, was improve this offseason outside of their pitching. And this is something you brought up when we did our AL West episode covering the Astros and Rangers. Um, with Verlander gone, can guys like Framber Valdez and and Luis Garcia, can they step up, you know, and, and be a, a one-two, you know? Um we don't know. And I I feel like, you know, we got, they got over the hump and, and won a world series again. Is there going to be a little bit of a hangover? I mean, all signs on what they did this off season point to know there should be no hangover. Jose Abreu was a huge pickup, former AL MVP. You know, that that's a step up from Yuri Gurriel, um, you know, depending on where he plays. So like, um, I, I just think there's a little bit of question for this team. I, I'm, I'm not can convinced that they're the number one team this season. Maybe that helps them. I mean, I'm just one guy, but maybe stuff like that helps this team, you know, has the blackboard material quote unquote to, to, you know, put them on a run again, which 
I'm sure we don't want that to happen. But uh, Yankees, I just look at their rotation. They're going to probably have the best rotation of baseball. Um, Cole Rondon, Cortez, Severino Montas. Like, that's an excellent staff. Um, I don't, I think what separates them is their Aaron Judge uh, situation last year is no more. He signed a longer term deal. He's now the captain. You know, they don't have to worry about are they going to resign him or not. Um, I, I think, yes, the offense will have a little bit of trouble, um, but I, I don't see them having to collapse like they did in the second half last season. I don't want to say it, but I think this is the team that can take the pennant, not name the Houston Astros. So I think that's fair. And, um, you know, in terms of upside, we'll talk about that when we do the predictions. But... Um... Super high upside, I think, coming from the offense, right? Like potential with Oswald Peraza, Oswaldo Cabrera, Anthony Volpe. So, like, this very well could be a team that I wouldn't be surprised, right? Um, they're they kind of run, make the run of things next year. But yeah, I, I mean, I still, I like, yeah. I, I guess I, I feel like they, if they get, if they get Brian Reynolds, that's certainly a possibility. Um, this absolutely jumps up into mm-hmm. probably number one team in baseball to me, but like, yeah, I just have uh, major concerns about the offense, and um, we'll uh, we'll see if they address those right. But um, you know, the, mm-hmm. the pitching very well could just carry the day for them. So, um, yeah. yeah, man. Um, so we're, I think we're pretty close. I think we're only off on a couple there. I think right somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really impressive that what was that nine through fifteen was. Uh, spot on was uh pretty spot yeah. on for us so um yeah no i again this is gonna fluctuate so much maybe you know during the season we'll do it a couple times where we'll revisit it and we'll you know based on you know maybe we'll do it where it's you know three times this year kind of like the midway point to the all-star game and then the all-star game and then you know midway point between all-star game and playoffs um you know, just for power rankings. Um, obviously, we're not going to do the NL because no one cares about the NL. So, you no, you don't have to worry about that. If if we were doing the NL, I'd put the Mets at 15 just because of Steve Cohen. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, good list. Um, and it's definitely something that we are going to revisit going forward. So, um, you know, if you got... If any of our fans out there got any thoughts, hit us up on social media. Tell us, tell Bo that he's wrong. I, I want to see it happen. <laughs> hmm. Oh man, that Blue Jays Guardians. I tell you what, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of hate for all that. But anyways, that's fine. That's fine. I'll take it. That, that's it's all right. It's all right. Ah, oh, before we get out of here, Bo, do you do we have a trivia question or were you triviaed out? I'm a little trivia out. Episode. I'll come prepared. I'll come prepared next week. Don't don't you worry. I I will hold you to that. Actually, you know what'll happen is I will totally forget, and then you'll surprise me next week when I go. Okay, let's get out of here, and you'll stop me and be like, "Whoa, I got a <laughs> trivia question." So sounds good. <laughs> All right, well, folks, thank you for coming back and and listening to us. Uh, 
it's been nice getting out of our two-week hangover here and, and getting back to it, putting our, you know, nose or ear or however that saying goes to the grindstone and getting back to it. So um, for all our listeners in the Puget Sound, Pacific Northwest and beyond, thank you for taking your time to listen to us. For Bo Chisholm, I'm Rick Clark, and we'll see you guys next week on the Forkstown Podcast.